Judges chapter 1. I'll take you to the second and the third verse. <clears throat> Judges chapter 1. When you get it, say amen. All right. It says, And now after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first? To fight against them. And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. And Judah said unto Simeon, his brother, Come with me into my lot that we may fight against the Canaanites. And I likewise will go with thee into thy lot. So Simeon went with him. The time of Joshua and the ministry of Moses and Aaron has long since passed. They have traveled through into the promised land and now a generation of leadership and anointed leadership has now passed on. The ministry of Joshua and Caleb are now gone and so it is left to the children of Israel asking this question. What shall we do? Who shall go before us who shall lead us into battle and very directly the Lord says Judah shall go up with the help of the Lord for the next few moments I would like to preach from this subject Judah shall go up Judah shall go up. Come on, why don't we close our eyes, lift up our hands towards heaven. Let me hear you pray this morning. Jesus, in your precious and mighty name, in your holy and powerful name, we ask that your presence would move into this place, move into our hearts, move into our minds, move into our spirit, and move into our soul with authority, with power, and with might. We're asking right now in the name of Jesus that your name be praised. Let it be glorified. Let it be exalted on earth as it is in the heavens. God, we're asking that it be exalted in this house. Let praise rise as a memorial before your throne room from your people that are manifested here, that are gathered here, that have come together in fellowship here today. Oh God, hear our cry. Hear our prayer. Hear our praise and let it go before us to bring us victoriously into battle. We're asking that you would heal the mind, heal the heart, heal the spirit, and heal the soul of everyone in this church today, oh God. We're asking that your anointing would move in a mighty way that it would set the captive free. Remind us that Judah shall go up first. And we ask this today in the mighty name of Jesus. Why don't we clap our hands unto the Lord one more time before we're seated. Praise God, praise God, praise God. You may be seated today. And like we said, the times of Joshua and Moses and Aaron have now since passed. And as it is with any transition or change in life, change in direction, change in the winds of life that are carrying us into the places that we know and that we are comfortable, 
change in circumstance, changes in a marriage, changes in finances or a job or just sudden changes in life that leave us questioning and bewildered. What do you do when that question begins to arise and hangs in the back of your mind? What shall I do? What am I going to do next? How is it going to work out? I don't know where to go. I, I don't know how to be still. Where am I going to find comfort? Where is my help going to come from? How am I going to make it through this season? Who is going to lead me out of this feeling of bondage? Who shall lead me out of the dry land into green pastures? Who is going to take me out of the desert place? Who shall direct me through this storm? How am I going to make it? When questions begin to arise something needs to be addressed when spirit led people are at their wits end and when spirit led people are in a place of question and in a place of stillness when you have come through this point of life come to this point of life and you have already began to reflect on the many things that God has already done you have seen walls come down. You've seen waters break forth. Kings have fallen at your feet. God has healed your body. He has supplied your needs according to His excellent riches in glory. God has moved with healing. He has moved in times with peace. He has given you joy unspeakable and full of glory. God has answered many prayers. God has led you through many high waters. He has walked you through the storms and in through the valley. When spirit-led people are feeling bound by what is ahead. And the question remains, who shall go before me? The answer comes from heaven. Judah shall go up. See, at this time, Judah himself was long since passed, but those of the tribe of Judah were now in a place where they are been set aside to lead the people of God for a purpose and for a season. If you go back to the book of Genesis, Judah was a declaration from Leah's womb and her lips unto her binding situation. What all I have bound by, have borne before and what has been given to me before has its place. But now I shall lift my focus from my position to my power. I shall not focus on my hurt but through the breakthrough that God has given. And I am not bound by the thoughts of what has been behind me. But I'm looking forward to what God has presented before. Leah born Judah as a shift in her focus from the earthly to the heavenly. If you go to Genesis the 29th chapter and it begins to go through the first three sons that were born unto Leah. The Bible said that she first conceived and she bare a son and she called his name Reuben and she said surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction therefore my husband will love me looking for earthly affection earthly attention and then she had Simeon and she conceived again and bare a son and said because the Lord hath heard me and I was hated in my husband's eyes he hath therefore given me a son she said I've been looking to be seen I've been looking but the Lord has heard my cry and she called him 
Simeon and then she had Levi and she conceived and she conceived again and bare a son and now this time will my husband be joined to me now she was looking for relationship and now she was looking for something that would connect her to someone else here on the earth because I have borne him three sons therefore she called his name Levi but then when the Lord would open her womb again the Bible said that she conceived again and bare a son and she said for now will I praise the Lord and therefore she called his name Judah I'm going to tell you something that when it begins to be a shift in your life when your focus not is all about what you're being seen here on the earth and your, and your focus is not about what people are doing in your life but when your focus shifts from the earthly to the heavenlies uh, there is something that opens up from the hand of God because when Jacob is now laying his hands upon his son and he is proclaiming promise unto them the, the Bible said that when he's looked at Judah he said thou art the he whom thy brethren shall praise and thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies thy father's children shall bow down before him Judah is a lion's whelp and Judah's name simply means praise Praise to the heavens. Praise to the God of creation. Praise to the one who supplies. Praise to the one who hears. Praise to the one who opens up. Praise to the one who heals. Praise to the one who delivers. His name shall go before and shall be a hand upon the neck of every enemy. And I do not think that it was some kind of coincidence that when they should ask who shall go before us, he said, I want to remind you when you have seen me work, when you have seen me heal, and when you have seen me perform, when you have a problem and when you have a trial, praise shall go before. Hallelujah. Judah shall go up. It is a commandment let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. It's not a fact of how you feel. It's not a statement of how, what you feel like for that day. It is a commandment. If there is air in your lungs and if there is strength in your body, let everything that hath breath praise. Because praise, if it rises as a memorial before the throne room of God, praise will open the pathway to your victory. Praise will change the perception of your heart. Praise is what will shift your focus from the earthly to the heavenlies. Praise! We need to remind ourselves who we are when it comes to being the children and the people of God. We have been set apart for godly purpose. We are a chosen generation, a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, a city that has been set upon a hill that cannot be hid, that we are supposed to show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. When I don't know what to do, I already know what I shall do. Judah shall go up. When my back's against the wall and my circumstance says you're defeated, I already know what I shall do. Judah shall go up. When giants are before me and the waters are all around me, what shall I do? Judah shall go up. Praise is not a time for us to be entertained, but to be the ones entertaining the presence of God.
when it is time to send up praise, there is a reminder who is responsible to praise Him. As the 150th Psalm has already stated and I've already declared unto the people that everything that hath breath, praise ye the Lord. There is a time when people are appointed to praise. Appointed to minister in praise before the presence of God. First Chronicles, the 16th chapter, he appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord and to record and to thank and to praise the Lord God of Israel. What were they to record? What God has done for them. If God has healed your body, If God has ever answered a prayer for you when you were in a tight spot and you needed God to work in that time. You, you needed God to move now. You needed God to save you from that situation. It is recorded in the oracles of heaven, that in the chronicles of heaven, that there was a breakthrough, that there was a change, that there was a prayer answered. And therefore it is appointed unto you to praise God for what he has done. His hand working in our lives. His power working all things together for good. His wisdom reaching into our hearts showing us a much better way. We need to be the people that praise God. We are in 2024. The days of the church in the 1980s and the 1990s are gone and But we are still here and we are still his people and we are still his church and we are still his saints and we are still his worshipers and we are still his praisers and we still pray to him. We still honor him. We still glorify him. Time has not taken that away from us. Change has not taken away that away from us. And we know when we shall face any enemy, what shall go? Judah shall go. When I don't know what to do, he knows what to do. Therefore, Judah shall arise. It was again in 1 Chronicles, the 29th chapter. It says, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Sounds to me like a God who doesn't fail. A God who doesn't come short concerning His promises. For all that is written in heaven and in the earth is Thine. And Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. And Thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from Thee. And Thou reignest over all. And in Thy hand is power and in might. And in Thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Therefore, O oh God, we thank Thee and praise Thy glorious name. It sounds like there is something that needs to be said on our behalf towards Him. Without God on our side, we would simply be helpless and lost. But in Him, we have been made new. We have been forgiven. We have been made an overcomer. In Him, we have been made victorious over this world. Judah shall go up. Praise releases the victory of God. Do you hear me? Praise releases the victory 
of God in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And when they says they rose early in the morning, they went forth into the wilderness. And the Bible says, and he said, hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established, believe his prophets, and so she so ye shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. And as they went out before the army to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Bible said the Lord set ambushments against the children of their enemies. When you feel surrounded, Judah shall go up. When you feel broken, Judah shall go up. When you feel helpless, Judah shall go up. When you feel that you have no answer, no direction, no understanding, Judah. I don't care how you feel when it comes to praising God. If my wife can get up here and sing and praise him with sores in her mouth to the point where it hurts to talk, I'm gonna tell you, there is a point when you've gotta wake up and realize when I want to shift my perception from the earthly to the heavenly, Judah shall go up. I don't know where it has shifted, where our perception has changed from being praise-minded to being reception-minded. Meaning, I shall not be moved until I receive what I need. But a lot of times, before you can receive anything, you must be emptied. What do you think praise does? Praise empties you. Praise takes the focus off of you. Praise releases you. And as you begin to move, the Bible says he inhabits the praises of Israel. He inhabits the praises of his people. He inhabits the praises of them that call upon his name. Where two or three are gathered together in his name. There, in the midst of him, he shall be. The Bible says that when he... You see, praise is a transition where you're emptying of yourself so God can refill you. Where God can renew you. Where God can provide for you. Judah needs to arise out of our hearts. Judah needs to rise up out of our lives. Judah needs to rise up out of our spirits. We need to get out of the place of being comfortable and being complacent and get into the place where we're not comfortable until we have praised him adequately, adequately, adequately. David didn't just stop and said, when I think about what the goodness of the Lord has done for me. He went on to say about what his mouth would proclaim. About his dance. About his worship. I'm not asking you to get up and roll in the aisles. But I'm asking for you to do more than sit there with your hands crossed. Looking at the platform when we're singing about the God of our breakthrough, when we're singing about the God of our healing, when we're singing about the God of our salvation, because if it wasn't for that God of your salvation, you'd still be lost and broken and bound by your sins and your addiction and your alcoholism and your pornography. If it wasn't for his blood, if it wasn't for his mercy, if it wasn't for his grace, then we would still be lost and broken and undone. But thank God for his blood. Thank God for Calvary. Therefore, Judah... Shall go up. 
I'm going to tell you what else the Lord said. He said, when praise in Joel, the second chapter, I will restore to you the years that the locust hath devoured and the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm and the great army which I sent among you and you shall eat in plenty and you shall be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed I wonder what happened when we became ashamed to praise God for what he has done. David said, by this I knew that the Lord was with me. My enemies have not triumphed over me, so why should I hold back? He said, and you shall know that I am in the midst of my people and that I am the Lord your God and none else and my people shall never be ashamed. I think it's time that Judah arise. Clint Brown sang a song back in the day. Send up Judah. Send up Judah. For everything he has done. Every victory he has won. Send up praise. I think we need to get back to the day. I think we need to get back to the time. Regardless of who's singing. Who's on the piano. And who's not here. And who is here. That we remember where our help comes from. We remember where our restoration comes from. Where our peace comes from. Our peace doesn't come from the money that's in the bank. Our peace doesn't come from the... Our peace comes from on high. When you forget that, the Bible said, uh, lift up all your heads and all ye gates and let the king of glory come in. Uh, Who is the king of the glory? The Lord strong and mighty and mighty in battle. That's what happens when you send it up. We send up praises in preparation of the presence of God to move in his house and to work among his people and to speak to us and lead us. That is why we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Because if praise is going to set the platform for his word to come forth, when his word comes forth, there comes faith, there comes hope, and there comes deliverance. He was mentioned 132 times in the Psalms to praise the Lord. So I would say that it's very much important. And I don't read how many times other than that praise waiteth for thee in Zion. Meaning where praise waiteth sitting in silence. So how many times praise means only a reflection. Every other time praise means something exuberant out of your mouth and out of your effort and out of your hands and out of your spirit that flows from you unto him. Praise is something that transitions us here to there. Hundred and thirty two times. Isaiah the 12th chapter. It says in that day that you say, you say praise the Lord. Call upon his name and declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout thou inhabitant of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel that is in the midst of thee. We send up praise. Judah shall go up. We send up praise because we are the redeemed of God. 
Ephesians, the first chapter, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of His grace. Hebrews, the 13th chapter, for there we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come by Him. Therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise unto God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto His name. You see, when you praise God, there's a reason why it's called the sacrifice of praise because sometimes praise will cost you something. Sometimes praise will cost you something, Sister Pam, because when life has beaten you up and your heart is broken, you don't feel like praising. Praise will cost you something sometimes, Brother Lee, because when life is hard and people have hurt you, it's kind of hard to focus. It is but it's called the sacrifice of praise because you are willing to let something die so that his name be glorified in your life. It's called a sacrifice, Brother Allen, because something has to be laid down in order for your heart to lift up. It's called a sacrifice because you know what? When you praise God, you have to forget about some things that are bothering you. When you are sacrificed, you have to forget about some things that are holding you. When you sacrifice a praise, that means you have to let go of some things that are keeping you back. It's an emptying of yourself. It's a pouring out of yourself because why? He is worthy of it all. He is glorified. He is highly exalted over all the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I can't forget. I can't forget who owns this place. We're always looking at the temptation of Christ when Satan takes him to a high place and he says, I'm going to give you all of the kingdoms of the earth. I think it's quite comical. He said, I don't know why the Lord didn't say it. You're trying to tempt me with my own stuff? He could have said, for it is written, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness. What is the fullness thereof? He means I own the sky, I own the land, I own the trees, I own the ground, I own the ocean, I own the fish, I own the whales, I own every sea creature, I own land creature. I own everything that is built from these things. So every tree that has been made into a home, I own that too. Every human individual, when I reached into the dusty earth and I formed man and I breathed into him and I made him a living soul, that's mine as well. And you want to try to tempt me with what already belongs to me? It may not worship me, but it's mine. It may not see me highly exalted, but it's mine. It may forget me through a time and through a season, but it's mine. It may misplace me in the times of good seasons and good times and high and lofty reasons. When things are plenteous and things are good and things are bountiful, I might be put on the back burner. But it's mine. And here's the other thing. Praise does not go up alone. Judah, the tribe of Judah comes together. We understand what the name means. And we understand that the tribe of Judah is going to be a powerful point of prophecy for Jesus Christ, the lion of the tribe of Judah. We understand that our healing and our breakthrough comes through Him. We have it because of Him. But praise alone does not bring forth 
the victory. Pray said, I don't only just need to lift up unto God. I need to hear from God. And so Judah took unto him Simeon. For Simeon's name means to hear from him. Praise does not go up alone. Judah takes with it. Praise takes with it the ability to hear from God. And God wants to release power to the church that is only focused not only on praise, but focused upon hearing about what He has to say. Because He may have some things about, some opinions about your problems that you haven't heard yet. Praise may lift you up where you see your problem in a different way. But when you begin to hear the voice of God speak to you about the direction through them. How to navigate life. How to navigate troubles. How to navigate trials and tribulation. Praise is God's invitation into a place. Praise is God's invitation into a situation, into a problem, into a predicament in life. But hearing the word of God is inviting his presence into your heart and into your mind. He said, because he would keep at perfect peace whose mind stayed. What is to be stayed? David said, thy word have I hid in my heart. It stayed in my heart that I would not sin. Why? Because I can praise all day long and get a different perception. But unless my heart is settled, unless my mind is settled, and until I hear from you, I feel the Holy Ghost. David had faced many oppositions. And I don't understand how many times he can whoop an enemy and the enemy always, I guess sometimes people are just a glutton for punishment. After I'd lost a fight or two by the same person, I might say, you know what, you win this one. I'm, I'm going to give that one to you. I'm just, you know what, I'm going to go find someone else. The Philistines were always coming and taking, coming and taking and coming and taking. David had to ask the Lord. He said, Lord, I'm coming into your presence. I'm giving sacrifices. I'm worshiping and I need to know, shall I pursue? And the Lord says, pursue. So he tells him to go. He said, you're going to overtake them there. And as the Lord had commanded to David, David went after them and he overtook them. Some of them escaped and David said, shall I pursue? And the Lord said, you shall pursue and you shall overtake them there. And so he goes after them. And the Bible says that when he catches up with them, he fights them and he overtakes them. But some of them escaped. And David, rather than just thinking because God had given him the permission two times before that he was going to do it as he had done always before, he stops and he says, I'm going to praise you, God, and I need direction. What shall I do? And God says, you stand still. Maybe because maybe sometimes your praise will become a season of reflection. Maybe sometimes praise will move in your life and all of a sudden you'll be put in a place where you are standing still. And he says, what am I standing still for? He says, you don't move until you see my spirit move. 
And he says, and when you see the wind blowing at the top of the mulberry trees, he said, because there's some places that you can't afford to go until I'm already moved there first. See, that's why it's important that Judah go up. Because some of the things that God has to say to us, we're not prepared to hear it until Judah has arisen. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Bible said that when good seed is sown upon good ground after hearing the word of God, that some would reap 30-fold and some would reap 60-fold and some would reap 100-fold. Some of us aren't reaping anything because we have not prepared the ground with praise. To them that are redeemed, it is highly important that we lift up our voices as the sound of many waters, as it says in Revelation, the 19th chapter. And it said, and the four and the twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and they worshiped God that is on the throne saying, Amen and Hallelujah. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye servants and all that fear him, both great and small. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a mighty thundering saying, Hallelujah! For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. To them that are redeemed, it is very important, highly important that we lift up our voice as a sound of many waters. It is just as important that we listen when His Word is preached and when His voice beckons us to listen as it is for us to lift up our voice as a mighty weapon. You want God to do a new thing, but you can't praise Him for what He's already done. You want God to intercede. You want God to open doors. You want God to shut the mouths of the enemy. But you won't lift up your voice and you won't praise him. You won't let his name be glorified in your life. You won't glorify him among the world. You won't glorify him in the presence of your own family. I want you to know when you praise God in this church, you're not just praising Him in front of like, uh, like, like, like-minded and fellowship of saints uh, that are on your side, but you won't praise Him on behalf of the ones. I don't want to get too lost in this. Every single one of you has a praise that belongs to Him. Every single one of you have a song that is to be sung to Him. Every single one of you has a shout inside of you that belongs to Him. Every single one of you have gone through the trials of life and through the tests of your faith. Every single one of you have battled on every side, have fought sickness, have fought loneliness, have fought pain. Every single one of you have suffered loss. Every single one of you have seen grief. Every single one of you have seen abandonment of some sort of another. But I'm going to tell you, every single one of you have a praise that shall Go up. So let your praises rise. Let your praises rise. How many know? I've got a praise that I've been withholding. How many know? 
I've got a praise that has been stuck inside of me that I haven't let it out. How many? How many know? Do you need to be appointed? Do I need to say, Brother Smith, clap your hands right now and say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, clap your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. As loud as you can clap your hands. Because I know God has worked in your life. Do I need, do, do we need to appoint it? No. Because it's already commanded of us by his word. Stand with me today. If God has answered a prayer, if God has moved with healing, if God has moved with strength in your life, if God has opened a door, if God has spoken comfort, if God has given you strength, then for the next few moments, if you are facing a battle that you don't know how to stand against, if you don't know where to go, if you don't know what to do, then for the next few moments, why don't we just declare this? Judah shall go up. Come on, lift your voices all over the house right now.